Thank you for joining us as we bring you this Earth Sunday service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. Our reading this morning is from the book of Job, chapter 38, verses 1 through 18. The Reverend Catherine Price is preaching. Her sermon is titled, Remembering Our Place. You'll find the link to our complete announcements in your email. Here are two highlights. This Wednesday, the 21st, we will have a simple Taze service of prayer chants in candlelight. Join us via Zoom at 7.30 p.m. And next Sunday, the 25th, join us for social hour via Zoom at 11 a.m. And now in preparation for worship, you're invited to quiet yourself, becoming still as you prepare to worship God.
Let us pray. God of creation, for the wonder of this world, we give you thanks. For the gift of water, earth, heavens, and light, we offer praise. When we have forgotten who we are, forgive us. When we have alienated ourselves from the unfolding of the cosmos, heal us. When we have become estranged from the movements of the earth, reconcile us. When we have forgotten who we are, we know that you, O oh God, have not forgotten us. Now in silence, we acknowledge our separations, praying God's spirit to heal us to shalom. Hear the good news. In the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we learn that God's love has no bounds. In Christ, we are forgiven and empowered to begin anew. from the book of Job, chapter 38, beginning with the first verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Holy God, maker of the universe, 
open our hearts and minds that we might hear your word for us this day. Amen. Then the Holy One answered Job out of the whirlwind, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up your loins like a man, I will question you, and you shall declare to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy? Or who shut the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb, when I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band and prescribed bounds for it and set bars and doors and said, Thus far shall you come and no farther. And here shall your proud waves be stopped. Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place so that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it? It is changed like clay under the seal and it is dyed like a garment. Light is withheld from the wicked and their uplifted arm is broken. Have you entered into the springs of the sea, or walked into the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you, or have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you comprehended the expanse of the earth? Declare, if you know all this, Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
They got back to the village just as dawn broke. No one saw them arrive, not even the birds, but the news very soon got around. They're back, was passed from house to house. And the cat said, come on, let's get them all together and find out what they've seen. There was a flying and a scampering of feet in all directions, and soon the entire village was gathered on the green. The villagers grouped in a circle with the travellers in the middle. Did you see him? Yes. What was he like? Bet you didn't get very far, sluggy, said the dog. And the others laughed. Unless the fox gave you a ride. And they laughed even harder. It wasn't that kind of journey, the fox said. It was as hard for me as it was for sluggy. And speed made no difference. I ran and he slid and we got there together. The crowd didn't understand that. The dog asked again. What was he like? Black, said the slug. You have never seen such a black. Glistening it was in its own light. What do you mean, in its own light? Was he a glow slug? They laughed again. No, well, kind of, though. He had more than just a glow, a shining. That's what he had, a shining. So that we didn't need the sun. His was all the light we needed. A black sun, just imagine, a black sun. But that's what he was, resplendent. The slug had a sudden attack of poetry. In his sluggishness, they roared with laughter. I think you mean slugness, said the cat. Do I? Resplendent in his slugness. All right, doesn't sound as good as sluggishness, though. We know what you mean, sluggy, said the fox. Where you found slugness, I found foxness. Sheer, unadulterated foxness, except, he paused, his angels were, he stopped. Were what, fox? asked the mole, and then he added softly, chickens? The crowd fell over itself in laughter, but the fox smiled at the mole and said, you're a wise old mole. I might have guessed you'd get it right. Thank you for having me back. And especially for it being Earth Day. In the early 70s, when I first went to university, I read The Limits to Growth and Silent Spring, and they were hugely influential to me. I joined Friends of the Earth and CND, and though I've never been the perfect environmentalist, I have tried to live up to it. Back in the day, recycling was more about reuse envelope labels and having a box under the kitchen table for empty boxes and washed yoghurt pots to take to playgroup to make models and of course composting and through the years I've tried to do my bit. The story I began with is one by Trevor Dennis, a lovely man, an Anglican priest and biblical scholar, someone I've known over the years. In this story the slug, the fox, the snake, the butterfly, the eagle and the man go searching for God and come to report back 
and they find God in their own image, as does man. And this is how it ends. During all this, the man had not said a word. He was the only one of the travellers who seemed tired by the journey. He sat there with his head resting on his hands, enveloped in his own sad bewilderment. The fox nudged him. They want you to speak now. They're waiting for you. The rest of us have had our say. The man looked up at the silent faces round him. They understand what they've seen, he said quietly. Slug, fox, butterfly, snake, eagle. They all understand. I do not yet understand. That's why I sit here with my head in my hands, for I want to understand as they do. I sense that when I do, I will find what they have found and their joy will be mine also. But what did you see? asked the mole. Was it not a man? Yes, it was a man. Well then? But he was hanging on a cross. We had crucified him. Which sort of brings us to Job. Job comes probably towards the end of a series of creation myths. Of course, we aren't the only people to have creation myths. I've got a beautiful book illustrated, which tells how the earth was born from an egg, from ice and fire, by divers putting earth on the back of a turtle. I know, and it wasn't Terry Pratchett. He put together different myths from Hindu theology and the First Nation Seneca people of Pennsylvania. But our creation myths are in scripture, and not just in Genesis, although they are the ones we focus on. There are, of course, two in Genesis, but the Psalms have creation myths in them and speak of Leviathan, the great sea monster. In Proverbs, we hear how God's wisdom was part of the creation story hovering at the beginning of time. In Isaiah, there is reference to God's creative power. And here in Job comes this blast from God, the Holy One. There's a trajectory in these stories that begins with the man being part of the original creation. But then we move on to Genesis 1, the priestly account, which rather accords with our understanding of evolution, but also gives us the word dominion, something we have learned to hang on to, helping us feel that we were the pinnacle of creation and therefore somewhat special in God's eyes. Psalm 8 compounds this by wondering that we were made only slightly lower than the angels, and that is how we have lived. Commentators have pointed out that Job comes just prior to, but around the intertestamental period, and the debates around about the problem of evil are ones Jesus picked up and have echoed down the generations. These questions that this wonderful God, exasperated, sarcastic, angry even, puts to Job, are there to remind him that he is just one part of creation. He has no control, at least in the long term, or over the bigger picture. And did we listen? Have we listened? It would seem not. Humanity has dominated creation, exploiting it, using it for our own benefit, seeing itself as the centre of the universe, more important than anything or anyone else. And so now we find ourselves with fossil fuels running out, their use damaging the atmosphere, animal species becoming extinct, regular flooding causing problems to people all around the world, 
and the deserts encroaching on places that were once fertile. There's to be a conference in Glasgow in November, delayed from last year, COP26, when the nations of the world, the peoples of the world, will be challenged to find a better way for the earth. Those of us who read The Limits to Growth 50 years ago are reminded that we have not been as successful at influencing our authorities and governments. The youngest generation, led by Greta Thunberg and Extinction Rebellion, have put us to shame in many ways, especially given that this will not be the first international environmental conference and the promises made previously have not been fulfilled. So what can we do? We who feel we have a good and close and mutually caring relationship with our God. Over here in the UK, churches and denominations have disinvested from fossil fuels, a grand gesture and an important one, but we don't all have shares in oil companies. Our synod has declared itself to be an eco-synod or working towards it, which means that our churches also have to work towards eco-church status. And so we are looking at our worship, how we manage our land if we have any, our carbon footprints as church and individually, how we manage our buildings, our community and global connections and also our personal lifestyles. The Earth Care Congregation Programme of the PCUSA is a similar thing, and if you're not already signed up, I do encourage it. It encourages us to think and then to act on our discoveries. At this crucial moment of time in the Earth's history, we should hear God putting us in our place, just as he did Job. I began with some words from a friend, and I end with a psalm, rewritten by another friend, Carla Grosch-Miller, ordained into the United Church of Christ, but living and working now with the United Reformed Church in Britain. Here is her Psalm 104, Redux. Praise God, O my soul. The wonder of all creation calls forth praise. The marvel of the heavens, stars flung into space by night. Cotton candy clouds on a canvas of blue by day. Source of light and life, rain and snow, wind whipping, cleansing, making music among the trees. The solidity and strength of the earth, majesty of mountains, verdance of valleys, dancing deserts and singing streams, inviting renewal and recreation day by day, year to year. All are at home in creation, from the microbe and the mite to the elephant and the blue whale. Trees shelter birds, seas sustain fish. Every animal has a dwelling place. Streams tumble down hillsides and springs bubble up from below. Grasses emerge from soil and fruit from trees. Watered and fed, we flourish. The rhythm of days and seasons orders our work and our rest, cradling our creativity. Yet still we struggle. Made in your image, we fashion a world in freedom, for good and for ill. Our generosity pales, our compassion fails. In the midst of Earth's beauty and bounty, not all have enough to eat. Not all live in safety and security. We look to you for life and for the goodness in our souls. Renew us to wonder. Lift our eyes to marvel again at all that you have made. Whisper our name, beloved, that we might remember 
who we are and to whom we belong. Raise us to what we can be, a source of blessing to all the earth, friends of creation and bearers of hope. Then you may rejoice in us as we rejoice in you. I will sing of your goodness all my days. I will seek to magnify you in my being as long as I shall live. At the end, I shall abandon myself entirely into your kind hands and my praise shall be complete. Amen. This we know, the earth does not belong to us. We belong to the earth. This we know, all things are connected. Like the blood that unites one family. This we know, we did not weave the web of life. We are merely strands in it. This we know, whatever we do to the web, we do to ourselves. This we know, in God we live and move and have our being. This we know. Amen. Let us follow ways of wisdom and
Let us pray. God of life, we give you thanks for the wonder of creation, for the fox and slug, for the cat and chickens, for the mole and butterfly. We are grateful for the wisdom and joy they extend to us, and we pray that our imagination will continue to grow, that we might see ourselves as members of creation, not the center of it. Help us to remember who we are and to whom we belong, that along with our animal siblings, we might be a source of blessing to the earth, a friend of creation, and bearers of hope. Breathe your hope into us now, we pray, bringing relief to those parched places within and around us. Where there is hurt, bring healing. Where there is fear, bring possibility. And where there is need for celebration, bring friendship. Be in the stirrings of our hearts as we continue now in silent prayer to you. We make this prayer in the spirit of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our mother, who art underfoot, hallowed be thy names. Thy seasons come, thy will be done within us and around us. Thank you for our daily bread, our water, our air, and our lives, and so much beauty. Lead us not into selfish craving, and the destructions that are the hungers of the glutted, but deliver us from the wanton consumption of thy vast but finite beauty. For thine is the only sphere of life we know, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Circle round for freedom 
As the rhythms of days and seasons order your work and rest, lift your eyes and marvel at the wonders of creation. And when you catch a glimpse of the cotton candy clouds or hear the streams singing, remember who you are and to whom you belong. Go forth a friend of creation and a bearer of hope. the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the sun of peace to you. Amen. Thank you.